<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and this is The Great America Show. Great to have you with us on these, well, July 4th Independence Day holidays. The Supreme Court, in its final week of the spring term, abolishing affirmative action, giving strong support to the freedom of speech, giving primacy to the right of religious freedom over work schedules, and all in all reaffirming the nation's founding values that the Biden regime has been trampling for the past two and a half years. It's been a tough two weeks for President Biden. The Supreme Court last week issued a series of blows to the Biden regime's radical agenda, including a reminder to Mr. Biden that his powers as president are limited by the Constitution, and his half-trillion-dollar walking-around money program was ruled unconstitutional, the court ordering, in effect, a restoration of respect for the American taxpayer and the law as they defeated his student loan forgiveness plan. In a 6-3 ruling last week, SCOTUS said the Biden student loan forgiveness plan is a no-go without congressional approval, period. President Biden spoke at the White House Friday and addressed the high court's ruling, and he takes no blame for his totalitarian overreach. This program was all set to begin. The website had been set up. The applications had been simplified, so that it took less than five minutes to complete. Notice had been sent out to people about the relief they were eligible for. 16 million people. 16 million people had already been approved. The money was literally about to go out the door. And then Republican elected officials and special interests stepped in. They said, no, no. Literally snatching from the hands of millions of Americans thousands of dollars in student debt relief that was about to change their lives. You know, these Republican officials just couldn't bear the thought of providing relief for working-class, middle-class Americans. Republican state officials sued my administration, attempting to block relief, including millions of their own constituents. Republicans in Congress voted to overturn the plan. I think every one, I don't think I had any Republican votes for this plan. At the same time, think about this. We all supported the Paycheck Protection Program, remember? PPP? you know, which was designed to help business owners who lost money because of the pandemic. It was a worthy program. But let's be clear. Some of the same elected Republicans, members of Congress who strongly opposed giving relief to students, got hundreds of thousands of dollars themselves in relief, members of Congress, because of the businesses they were able to keep open. Several members of Congress got over a million dollars. All those loans were forgiven. You know how much that program cost? $760 billion. My program's too expensive. $360 billion more than I proposed in my student debt relief program. The PPP program Biden refers to was to keep Americans afloat during the plague of the China virus and approved by Congress. Biden blames the Supreme Court and Republican members of Congress for his overreach. 
his endless authoritarian fiats that no president, not even Barack Obama, ever attempted in such numbers. The Supreme Court ruling surely gave Biden agita, as did the number of whistleblowers coming forward from the Internal Revenue Service. They made apparent the corruption of the Biden crime family and that of the Department of Justice. Whistleblower Gary Sharpley, 14 years an IRS agent, says the Department of Justice intervened a number of times when his agency investigated the connection between Hunter Biden's business dealings and Joe Biden. They were told they were not allowed to look into any reference to the big guy. Congressman James Comer, who's been leading the investigation into the Biden family corruption, says overseas payments to the Biden family could exceed $40 million. Comer says the DOJ has engaged in a cover-up of public corruption at the highest level. This is another example of the Department of Justice meddling to uh, have a cover-up. This is a cover-up of public corruption at the highest levels. And if you go back to when we brought the general counsel for the National Archives in for a transcribed interview in the House Oversight Committee, they said the DOJ told them to stand down. Uh, we have FBI whistleblowers that Senator Grassley and I have worked with that said they were told to stand down on this investigation of Biden bribery. Now you have a two very credible IRS whistleblowers who have said the same thing. They started finding those shell companies that we've disclosed in the, in the House Oversight Committee. And I think they were on number five or number six out of 19, and they were told to stand down. So we have a situation here where our federal government has involved, has been involved in a cover-up. Uh, it's, it's generated by the Department of Justice, and it, it continues with this Hunter Biden plea deal. I mean, this is a slap in the face of every American who works hard and pays taxes and, and believes in our system of justice. Joe Biden, nonetheless, seems to be getting a free pass to this point while President Trump may soon face another 45 charges that the Marxist thug Jack Smith is reportedly considering. We're in the eighth year of Marxist-dim political persecution of President Trump. Jack Smith, Merrick Garland, and Joe Biden will surely pay for these crimes against an innocent man. Joining us now is attorney Kurt Olson. He's represented President Trump and currently represents Carrie Lake. Kirk, great of you to take time to talk with us over these July 4th holidays. A lot of opinions out of the Supreme Court last week, of course. Religious liberties reassured, students will have to pay their debts, and affirmative action for college students is no longer. Let's start with the Supreme Court decision ending affirmative action. Your reaction, Kurt, to this historic ruling? Well, I do think that this is a, a watershed opinion which is putting a nail in the coffin of quotas. And it ruled that colleges who were using simple quotas based on race for admission policies were flat out unconstitutional. And this is a great day for America because we're getting back to where it's merit that counts, not the color of your skin. I mean, this goes back to to Dr. Martin Luther King in his I Have a Dream speech when he said, you know, I dream of the day when somebody will judge me for the content of my character, not the color of my skin. And it's, you know, odd to think that it took us 50 years to come back to that notion. It is. How will it be enforced? Do you have any idea? 
Well, what it will do is that students who have been discriminated against based on the color of their skin in the admissions process uh, should be able to sue. Um, I haven't uh, had an opportunity yet to read the opinion in detail, but there may also be issues with respect to federal funding. So many of these colleges receive federal funding, and if they are using policies that are unconstitutional, those funds should be at risk as well. It's time for meritocracy to return to this country. Uh, we have uh, fallen prey to some of the most noxious uh, left-wing uh, values that we could possibly have uh, permitted. Uh, we would never have dreamed of permitting 50 years ago. Uh, some of them helpful and necessary, but most. Uh, we're, we're now in the woke society, which is, to me, the ultimate extension of uh, what was driving things like affirmative action at the time. Your thoughts? Well, I think when you look at, you mentioned woke society and woke society, it's the difference between what is just happening and what is being done to you. And so this idea of wokeness and white supremacy, this is a recent phenomenon. And so what you're seeing is there is an effort to divide people in America by race, by religion, by sexual preference. Everything is being done, and this is part of a takedown of America. And it's done by the establishment because when the people are divided and focused on their differences, so when you have uh, Biden come out and say that white supremacy is the greatest threat to America, since when? <laughs> and these ideas where, that are being promoted to divide people that's the true danger to America. So getting back to the idea, as you said, to a, a meritocracy and having the court put on a stamp of approval of the Constitution, which is what this country was founded on, this is a great event. And hopefully this will lead, this will be one more nail in the coffin of wokeness, which has just been a travesty and is being used by people who want to control people. It, it, truer words were never spoken, Kurt. And we we listened to uh, the Department of Defense talking about how they're going to uh, operate, uh, but they are now at least a year behind current events. Uh, we now have heard uh, from from BlackRock, the the institution that started all of the ESG, uh, the environment, uh, social. Uh, the equity, social governance, uh, ESG nonsense to go along with CRT, critical race theory, all of that Marxist blather. They're going to have to roll back a lot of silly, silly uh, talking points that they put in the uh, mouths of their CEOs and discussed at their board meetings. Uh, it's ignorance. It was known ignorance. And now the left is starting to retreat. Uh, and just in time, I might add, uh, to support what you're saying. Yeah, I, I hope that it's a retreat because it's a question of are they just not going to talk about it but still do it in another form or are they actually going to stop you know, promoting the policy of ESG? Right. And I think the jury is still out on that. But, you know, as and, and but this shows the power of the market. But Anheuser-Busch is a perfect example of how you can people can vote with their wallet, so to speak, and reject this notion of wokeness, of 
of an agenda that is being put on. And one thing that state legislatures can do, because many pension plans invest in back BlackRock. So BlackRock, I think, has about $14 trillion under yep. assets. And so states, particularly those that are conservative, that do not believe in the agenda of the left and the woke culture, they should be taking a hard look as to whether or not the state pension plans that they are at least have some measure of control that they could cause a divestment from BlackRock that has been promoting anti-American policies. And so I would call on state legislatures to start taking a more active role. And the same thing with universities, state-funded universities. State legislatures can start taking a more active role to stop wokeness, whether it's in the university or the boardroom. This is a fundamental threat to America. And with state legislators, if they get the guts to start heading or taking this on, we can really get America back to its founding principles. We're talking with attorney Kurt Olson. Stay with us. We're coming right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back, Kurt. I want to. I want to take up what the president uh, said. President Biden, right after uh, the, the announcement that the Supreme Court had rolled rolled affirmative action uh, off the books, uh, he said uh, that uh, this is not the final word. I've never heard a president say that uh, about a Supreme Court decision. I have heard, uh, of course, the reaction of this administration to Roe v. Wade and that uh, ruling. This is a government that, you know, this, these people are all talking. The left is all talking about election deniers. This is a president who is denying our Constitution. He's denying our system of government. And no one is calling out the Biden regime for being anti-Constitution, anti-America. What is going on here? Well, again, this is just another arrow in the quiver of the takedown of America. And so what they are trying to do is to delegitimize the court whenever it rules in a manner that they don't agree with. Because at the end of the day, they want control. And so whether it's court packing or having term limits on Supreme Court justices, these are fundamental uh, changes that they want so that they can implement their agenda. And so whenever a decision you know, comes forward that they uh, don't agree with, you know, they don't 
follow the, the constitutional order because the Supreme Court is supposed to be the final word on the constitutionality of a decision. And so you may recall the Morby Harper decision that came out uh, two days ago where the Supreme Court ruled six to three that Article One of the Constitution, where state legislatures, it states that they have plenary authority to govern the time, places, and manner of elections. The Supreme Court ruled that they are the legislature is still subject to judicial oversight, which for the left was a victory. They didn't complain about that. They didn't right. seek to delegitimize the court. And so this just shows the intellectual dishonesty of the left and that for them, it's not about the Constitution. It's not about America. It's about power. Yeah. And that's their yeah. end game. These are Marxist Dems leading the Democratic Party. Uh, the Democratic Party itself is now uh, a, a Marxist party, as far as I'm concerned. And certainly this administration uh, aligned with uh, communist China, uh, aligned with Iran, uh, with Venezuela. This is this is a, and Cuba, apparently, because they're not even objecting to China building a, a military base in Cuba. This is a period of great peril for the United States. And this administration is uh, so anti-American, they don't even attempt to hide it anymore. At least there was some subtlety in the early months of the administration. But now they're full on anti-America and anti-certainly American sovereignty. Uh, and we're talking about this uh, as we go into July 4th. I'd like to get your thoughts as a former SEAL, uh, Kurt, if I may, about what this country, where we are, what uh, what you're thinking about on uh, this July 4th. Well, I'm thinking about the peril that this nation faces, much of what you much of what you just alluded to. But I'm also looking at people starting to awaken and to reassert themselves. And so I'll give you one example that just happened in Spalding County, Georgia. The supervisors there voted to get rid of electronic voting machines. And these are the people that are coming forward and starting to take control. And this is against the state government. Secretary of State Rassenberger and Kemp both oppose this measure. The same thing in Shasta County, California, where the supervisors there voted not to renew the electronic voting machines manufacturer's contract. They want to go to hand count. And so what you're seeing, and I think what needs to be celebrated and promoted, just as it was in 1776 and the years preceding that, where the American people stood up to tyranny and they just didn't go along with it anymore, you're starting to see that same spirit come alive. And we need to promote that even further and celebrate it because this is what will save the country. It's when the people start realizing that the power resides with them for change, just as it did back in 1776. Wise and inspiring words, Kurt Olson. We thank you very much for those words. And we thank you very much for being with us today on The Great America Show. Kurt, thanks so much and uh, God bless. Thank you, Lou. Kurt Olson, in the fight, working for President Trump and America. Kurt, a great American. We hope you have a great 4th of July our 258th Independence Day. Let's make sure our great country has many, many more. Our guest here tomorrow will be former senior intelligence analyst for the National Security Agency and whistleblower Russ Tice. We hope you'll be with us. Till then, thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. America.